Howdy, partners, and welcome to Big Trouble and Little Podcast, episode 236. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm the Chaz. I'm Zach. He's unknown. Friend of Arch Stat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can't, I can't wait to talk about that part. Uh, before we get into the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I always, like, when I had to type out the title on YouTube and everything to get it out... My I have like this dyslexia or whatever, and I was like the good, bad, and ugly, and I forgot there's like three thes in there, and I had to put end. So it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Whenever I'm doing Google search for this movie or something, I just put good, bad, ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And and when you go on YouTube and search for good, good, the good, bad, and the ugly, it always comes up with the guitar theme. (laughs) <laughs> like that's the number one search because it's badass. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I would say like the music. If someone says the music in this movie rolls, like which yeah, which song? <laughs> All of them. It's like I mean, yes. it's an epic one. But I I love the. Uh, I mean, we're already there. I love the scene where he's running through the cemetery. Like that to me is is just as epic. And there like been like renditions of that song. I think there's like a. Uh, it's not like a liquor company or something that uses that. There's like a modern rendition of that song. I know. I heard it everywhere. But before we get into the movie, we are streaming on a third platform um, because we usually do it on my Twitch channel. And we also do it on our Big Trouble podcast channel. And we're also going to be doing it on my. Usually I cover TV shows, but I did write on the banner TV and movie coverage. So I am going to add Big Trouble podcast to that channel since we do cover movies. So, Couch Entertainments, hello, everybody. If you like what you see, hit that like button. Comment down below in the, in the box on whatever we're talking about in this episode. And just like how I put it in the community post, I told you what the podcast is all about. We're a movie-ranking podcast where each host chooses about four or five movies. We go through them, and then after we watch all those movies, we rank them. And then usually after we talk about movies, if we have any uh, games or movies or books, we talk about it later on uh, in the episode. So welcome, everybody. Uh, We are going to be talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. And let's take it away. So who, Zach, do you want to start off with this movie? Um, Yeah, I guess. Uh, I picked this because... uh, like I said before, I was trying to pick like uh, important or big Western movies uh, and kind of running through the general evolution of them, I suppose, in terms of like when they got big, like searchers is like when they're in their prime, I feel like. And then this gets into the spaghetti Western era and uh, we'll get into post Western. And then after the, the genre is dead, pretty much which is when we watch young guns and just have some fun yes (laughs) so So, like obviously 
we have like a big shift in like tone a little bit. Yeah. Um, because the you know the first one is you know cowboys and Indians, and in this one is just like just fucked up robbers and shit and the civil war happening at the same time while they're trying to get money <laughs> and from the the grave. Yeah, it's just like three band like one one Lee Van Cleef plays like a mercenary, I guess, but like uh, uh, Blondie's a bounty hunter. And mm-hmm. Tuco's just like a thief. He's just like a scoundrel. He's just like a bandit. Yeah. It's just like three guys who are like kind of on the fringe. Or like, well, Tuco's just not in, in within the bounds of the law. But they're like, all three of these guys are kind of outside the regular bounds of the law, really. They're ne'er-do-wells. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no protagonist, really, in this movie. <laughs> protagonist. Even though even though they, they show Clint Eastwood's character with the good. I was like, I don't know what that's necessarily supposed to mean. Well, he's you like see, the most popular. When he's this the movie, most popular. I mean, th- this movie was even marketed as like the third in the Dollars trilogy. Yeah. And, um, you know, Fistful of Dollars came out and it was a remake of Yojimbo and it did pretty well. Fist, uh, a few dollars more came out and it also did pretty well. Then this movie came out and up until this point, Spaghetti Westerns were, they were doing okay. They were making money, but people didn't think about them as like, true film they were just like nonsense they were like the marvel movies of their day Mm -hmm. and then this movie came out and like up till this point scare leone and a bunch of other directors had done some arty stuff but it was nothing nothing was like nothing nothing was quite as good as this movie and this movie had like a you know like an anti-war statement and like wonderful cinematography and just like a fantastic soundtrack and people like holy shit this is like a really good movie and then people started regarding spaghetti western as a whole with a lot more circumstance to it and that's you know that's that's where we get the impression of it today is basically from this movie almost solely this is the spaghetti western so i got a question for you guys clint eastwood's character the guy with no name pretty much uh, he's blondie in this one um is he like us he's just going through the, the story because it feels like he's just, he's there, but he's not like the main character. Um, because I felt like Tuco was more of a, a main character than Blondie, in my opinion. Even though they were, you know, going back and forth and stuff with the whole desert situation, um, and then at the end where they're at the grave. But uh, like Tuco's character had a big character development. Because like at the beginning, you're just like, all right, they're working together. Then they backstab each other, and then we get this scene where he's talking to his brother and you start to feel bad for him yeah like i guess i kind of sidetracked myself on that whole spaghetti western thing but when they were marketing this movie they did it oh this is the third film in the dollars trilogy clint eastwood is the the unifying thing about those movies and he was the most popular person associated with the movie so I think it kind of like ran away with that and people started thinking, oh, this is a Clint Eastwood Western. And people still think that today. Like, you'll be hard pressed to find a whole lot of people who knew Lee Van Cleef's name, even though they should, let alone Eli Watt. Like, they they should, of course, but, you know, they don't. And um, I think that's kind of where it comes from is he's the most popular one. So when people come away from this movie, that's what they think about it. And also, like, he's assigned the role of the good. But honestly, like, he kind of betrays Tuco first. Like Tuco's mm. being a being an asshole. He's like, I want more money. It's my neck on the end of the rope, and all this other stuff. But um, then uh, Blondie just like 
you know, abandons him pretty much. Yeah. So you know, he like started the whole thing. Yeah. And then, he did. Like the, the only the only character whose characterization is consistent throughout is Lee Van Cleef, Angel Eyes, because he's just a motherfucker the whole way. <clears throat> yep. You pay him for a job, he's gonna fucking finish it. And he slap bitches. Oh yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> he slapped the soul out of that woman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite character, uh, just because of the actor, is Angel Eyes. Because he was consistent. Um, and, again, since all three of them are just, like, assholes, he seems genuine out of the three. If Angel Eyes... So, An- Angel Eyes was your favorite because of the actor? Yeah. Lee Van Cleef. Have you ever seen Fistful of Dynamite? No. Sierra Leone went on to do Fistful of Dynamite. Also, some some movie posters call it Duck, You Sucker. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's the great, star great in that. Uh, Clint Eastwood was doing other stuff. So Lee Van Cleef is the protagonist, the protagonist, the hero in Fistful of Dynamite. And that movie kicks ass. Like, a lot of people forget about it because it's not part of the Dollars trilogy. And it's also not Once Upon a Time in Whatever. Mm. But that movie's fantastic. Like, if you like Lee Van Cleef in this movie, watch that because it's just that for two hours. Yeah, I, I also love him in Escape from New York, by the way. Oh, anybody. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Tuco's character, uh, I kind of like what they did with him with the whole like meeting his brother and like having that conversation about his parents. Cause, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, now him and Blondie are going to, you know, be a tag team. And then, like, shit hits the fan again. Like, the, the, at the end, the 200 grand is on their mind. And, they, you know, they trick you with the, the bridge part where they're just like, you know, <laughs> we might die. So one of us might die. Can you please at least tell me the information? And they would be like, what gravesite? And then Tuco would say, and he's like, what's the name? And it'd be like Arch Stanton and all that stuff. Well, that's another time when Blondie looks like, the, the, the asshole because yeah. he isn't honest with him, but Tuco's honest. He told him he told him the actual graveyard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so the, I guess the good, the bad, and the ugly is just based off who's cooler. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> uh, he's just he's he's good. I don't think it's so much that he's good righteously. I think he's good. Like, damn, he's a good shot. Damn, he's good at not he's getting. Good. Yeah, he's he's just clever. He's savvy. Good-looking good son of a bitch. God, he's yeah. a handsome motherfucker. That too. <laughs> Damn it, it makes me angry. I was like, Jesus Christ, look at your fucking jawline. <laughs> I guess you can't have hard opinions about things. Nobody gives a shit. It's like, you're just handsome. Say whatever you want. Fuck. Uh, sorry, objectively. Uh, anyway. Uh, uh, this... I, I love this movie so much. I, I just look at those. Oh, it's three hours long. It's, it's, it's a great movie. It's great. But really, though, I'm stuffed up nose and shit. Uh, the the thing I love most about this is like, we're already kind of covering it, but like, I feel like Tuco is more of the 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 main character, or if there's any character, but it is more just three people that are intertwined and you follow everything. But Tuco gets the largest redemption and the largest arc or change because it, it focuses on how he's greedy, and he's still greedy to the core in a certain way. But it shows that he has layers and he's trying to do the right thing. Uh, no, sort of. Initially for selfish intentions, but then it does seem like he's trying to do the right thing. Uh, I don't know. Otherwise. I like uh, you know, cards on the table. Tuco's my favorite character in this movie, and I you know Same. I love Clint Eastwood. He's fantastic. No, Tuco is the most interesting character, and he has the best scenes. And I think like 
you the point when you know you've matured is when you can finally come around to be like, no, Tuco is the best part of this movie. But oh, yeah. It's like so. all that stuff with his brother, and it's uh, oh, it's so heartbreaking because he's like, you should get out of here. Our parents are dead. But you gotta remember also, like, there's those three other Mexican bandits that he knows or something, and he um tells them, oh, there's there's thousands of dollars. This guy has it. We're gonna go get him, and he's just using them. Blondie murders all three of them, and he just doesn't care. Like he just That's used them fuck. to get to him, to get to them. Like that happens before the part with his brother, who is now a man of the cloth. So you kind of like forget. Like he's he's the whole movie. He's both sides of the moral spectrum, like yeah. the far ends of of the moral spectrum. Because he's a pretty cool guy. A couple of times they they team up and they decide they're gonna blow up that bridge and you know they're doing it for selfish reasons they need the battle to move somewhere else so if there's no bridge for them to fight over these these stupid bastards will go fight somewhere else but also like it's kind of like a nice moment the the captain the the drunk he's like i wish they'd blow up that damn bridge it's cost so many deaths and the heartbreak and i was sick and tired of it and it's like kind of a nice moment so there's a few things like that but then the very next scene, he's like, "All right, later, sucker!" And he like takes the horse and like runs away so he can go get all the money. It's like, God damn it, pick a lane, Tuco. But that's why he's such a great character. Yeah, scenes, it's it's. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say the stuff that sums him up best is like just a few seconds on screen of him doing anything. It's like when he's at the uh, the um, the little church out there where his brother's at. He's like pretending to be blind and pretending to be like a Confederate soldier, mm-hmm. and then he'll be like. They'll take his eye patch off and look around and then like do the, the thing and then take a drink from a whiskey bottle out of his coat pocket. I love the way he crosses himself because it's like up, down, right, left, up, down, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> he, and he does it every time he like shoots somebody and mm-hmm. kills them or mm-hmm. something. Like he just murdered a guy and he still does it. It's like... <laughs> I mean, and also there's that whole thing. Oh, I think uh, Blondie is supposed to be the good because of how savvy and stuff he is. Tuco has so many moments in this movie. It's like, wow, he's a badass motherfucker. Like, I love when he comes out of the desert and that guy's about to close up shop and he comes in and he's, <laughs> no, you're open. And like, he takes all the, the pistols out and is like taking them all apart, like finding the best pieces of each and like listening to the the cylinder click. And then, you know, he shows how good of a shot he is. And uh, also, uh, one of my favorite scenes in any Western ever is where he finds the abandoned bathtub and, like, dumps all the oh, soap and shit in it. Yeah, and the, the guy shoot. comes no. in, he's like, I've been looking for a chance to find you like this, and every time I try to use my right hand, I think about you, and I've had more than enough time to learn how to shoot with my left hand. And, like, bam! He doesn't <laughs> say anything. He's just, bam! Bam! And then he, like, stands up, bam, bam, bam! If you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I almost 100% knew so that you were going to have this as your quote. I had it in there and thought someone's going to have this, and I took it out. And I'm glad I did because yeah, we definitely would have had the That's quote. the best part. I, I it, love it. So it's my, it's my, that it, it's it's my favorite part of the movie. The other is when he is trying to praise the soldiers he sees, and they're all covered in in yeah. dust. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, the right, the they're General, like, they uh, who's his, what's his name? Lee. Lee, General Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like knocking all of the dust off. And they're like, ah, shit. And then, <laughs> and then they get in prison. So that, that is one thing I like, uh, tying into like the, the historical side of it. 
Well, it's really cool is this movie actually helps portray something that some other westerns don't, where you got to clearly pick a side one way or the other. And really, it, at this time, uh, there was actually a lot of this whole like, mercenary type of thing. You basically just chose what side was convenient for you to like do what you needed. And that's what happens in this movie. They pick and choose different sides according to what they're again they may have their own alliance or have a belief but really they'll, they'll kind of side with whoever to just get through what their own individual agenda is yeah so. like it, it tugs at both heartstrings from both sides because obviously mm-hmm. you have the captain that was like this fucking war man like let's blow up that bridge i don't have the guts to do it and then you have the other one where they're at the prisoner of war camp and like all the confederates are playing music for the the union and shit and they had to play louder so that the fucking they could beat people up in the the cabin and stuff and you're just like fuck man <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's fucked up yeah, yeah like they're like listening to this guy get beaten to death and killed and they're like crying and he's like you keep playing boy well not only yeah. that it, like that's it was implied, that that guy who was like the commander there who was like injured he was saying mm-hmm. something about how there'd been like murders and, and thefts from the confederate soldiers and everything mm-hmm well, that's that part of that ties into Angel Eyes. Now, again, I, I this is something I, I wasn't fully sure of. Maybe I missed this part. Squirrel brain, I'm going to miss some of it. But was my impression of this, just based on how the movie played out, he, Angel Eyes was not a part of the Union originally throughout, right? Like, he, he actually joined later or, like, yeah, found I, some way to, like, sneak his way into things and corrupt That's my impression, it. is he, like... Okay came and like lied or faked his way in because right. the trail had grown grown cold on finding Carson and he mm-hmm. figured his best chance at finding this guy would be here. And right. also while he's here, he gets to swindle and cheat and steal from these poor prisoners of war and also murder them. Right. Okay, that's exactly how I have always taken that to be and again watching it this time I was like is there something more to this I'm missing but again it just ties back to what we were saying and again that's that's fairly accurate. If obviously, the Civil War doesn't just happen out in the West. Like, there's a bunch of other stuff there. They portray like certain areas near like Texas and and stuff. But uh, even in the East, uh, there was a lot of that same uh, theme where people would just casually be agents for hire to you know do whatever to help one side or the other, depending on how you know they would benefit them. Uh, it's just one of those untold things that's not really spoken of during the Civil War. Just kind of interesting thing I remember learning about, but anyway, this side was kind of neat, and it, it's portrayed well in this movie. Usually, it's like you pick the side, and that's the side you stand for, and it's, but not that's not in this movie. It's like, oh well, what'll get me the gold? All right, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, dude, it's a paycheck. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they yeah. they don't these soldiers they don't care about you know whatever they're fighting for. It's it's the generals and presidents and politicians they they care and i think that's that's a part of the why uh this movie's portrayal of the civil war is so popular and people say oh this movie was it's foreign I, i'm surprised they got such a, a great view you can remember all the extras in this movie all the italians in this movie this movie is made in 1966 most of these people were alive in italy in the 40s <laughs> they know exactly what it's like to like get your ass handed to you in a war like to have you know one out of three people you know get killed or something you know that that kind of thing like they know about that kind of thing so well, i think that helps color the portrayal of the war in this mm-hmm. movie right and, it's uh, almost like good people can be swayed to to do very bad things for a, a cause or an agenda of a larger group of people i mm-hmm. mean yeah some just do it because they but, want 
food and a, a place to fucking sleep on sometimes because they're so poor. Uh, yeah. And that's how, you know, governments fucking operate and be shady and shit and stuff. But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, two things, actually. Uh, the the part where the captain's like, you know, us in the South have, you know, one thing in common. We love to drink. And he, like, opens up a fucking uh, case of alcohol and shit and starts drinking it. Uh, and then the other part, the, the, the big guy with the fucked up eye and shit, like, he, like... Reminded me of, like some Bond villain, like a henchman <laughs> that was yeah, beating up, Tuco, like that was beating up Tuco. And I love what Tuco is like. When I get you on the down, I'm gonna keep you fucking down. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know who he reminded me of is uh, Mr. French in The Departed. Oh like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's he's like the the real sociopath. He's the, he's the one who like likes to beat people and yeah stuff like uh, that. I, I don't know. I just we because we just watched it. That was in my head. It just made me think about that. I got a real Bluto vibe, you know, from Popeye. He's like very hairy and urgh, like this like burly guy. It's like I'm really really tough and aggressive. I don't know. Sorry, it's a little more cartoonish of a take, but I, I really that I saw him and I was like, hmm, that's, that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, the the, the the line of uh that you'd mentioned, Dubs, when he he looks like, yo, I'm gonna get you down. It's gonna take you a long time to get up. You're gonna need a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And then it's obviously what, what he ends up happening when they ever he, they jump off together. Uh, that's another scene that I like. The whole thing he like beats him to death and he's like a savage, and he's gonna come up with the way to like get him out. And he <laughs> instead of Instead of like coming up with a different way to get the, the handcuffs to be broken or like setting it in a different way, he just puts him right in the middle of the fucking train tracks and <laughs> comes across. It just like seems like overkill. I mean, the guy's already dead, assuming, but uh, or at least knocked out. But yeah. that that was the way he went about it. It's that ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. If he wasn't already dead, that killed him. Yeah, yes, killed him he dead. That's what he did. He killed him and then he brought him back to life and killed him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there was more brutality of the war too. Like especially when they get to the train, and you see that one uh, Confederate soldier tied up in the front of the tr- the train and shit. Oh yeah, I was like, the fuck, <laughs> god damn. Uh, but all, yeah, the when the train track stuff. He had like a survival horror moment where he had to like save the bullets because I'm like, can't you just shoot the chain? Like, <laughs> like. But he's like, yeah. I guess I got, I got to save bullets unless there's no bullets in there. Oh, I thought it, it was that the like he it seemed like he got jammed, like he was gonna use it, but the, I don't know. It, it looks to me like a moment. Yeah. yeah, like he couldn't get it to. Yeah, he couldn't get the revolver to move, so then he just like fuck it, and then he like took it. It was like hitting on it. And he's like, this isn't gonna work, and then he looks over. Mm. That weren't a long time ago in train safety when I was like six years old. You shouldn't get near the train because if there are objects on the train, they fly off and they're ballistics. So, <laughs> I'm just sitting there waiting. I was like, like realistically, this guy did this. There's a good chance something flies off and he hits him and just fucking kills him. But it's just such an absurd little scene, and he just like backs off away from the train. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is funny pretty, though. Pretty sure Corporal Wallace was a diesel. Um, but like, <laughs> yes, he was in fact a diesel. I check. I checked though. His name's Mario Brega. Uh, he is not, in fact, a wrestler. He is just a big Italian man, large, <laughs> large Italian. Uh, with the, with the the length of the movie, like I tried to sit, like after I watched it, that's why I was like, oh man, this is gonna be hard to rank when we have to rank all these fucking good movies and shit because the first two are already fucking great. But like I tried to sit down, I was like, is there anything that they could have cut in this movie? 
And I tried to sit down and think about it, and I'm like, I don't think you can because every every scene had its cause and effect in a way. I guess. I think you caught a little bit of that yeah. the, the battle uh, at the bridge a little. I think that, that dragged a bit. Maybe, but yeah. you know, there there is stuff that could be cut from it. But I I think if this was a more finely crafted film, it wouldn't feel right. It wouldn't feel like a Sierra Leone movie. I guess not. For better or worse, for better, you know, like I'm not saying like, oh, you can't do it, but yeah, you know, it's just you know, it's kind of it's kind of what he does. Like you know, um. You watch a Stanley Kubrick movie, and you're like, man, this movie's long. They could cut a lot of these like long, extended jerks walking down hallway scenes pretty easily. But if you cut all the the long tracking shots, it's not a Kubrick movie anymore. And I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Sierra Leone. There's a lot of like, we like this this conflict, we like this scenery, we like this other stuff, just like inserted in there for flavor. That's I also like how he gets random weird close up shots just out of nowhere it's like the the movie starts with some ugly guy just mugging at the camera i love it <laughs> they, they do not shy away from showing you how fucked up someone gets in the sun in this movie too no, yeah. oh my yeah yeah whenever blondie is like they, he does this little dragging through the desert he looks fucking rough that is that is the the sign of dehydration right there it's all What's cracked the- up and stuff it was like he was like like a pile of shit what, what you're, you're saying five pounds of shit and or 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. He's not, he's not 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Now he's like two pounds of shit in a five pound bag. Cause he's dehydrated. He's just a little dry little turd. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's good makeup work. Uh, this is totally a movie. If they ever like tried to modernize and make again, they one because greed, they would totally make this into a two part movie and everybody would be like, super pissed about it. And it'd be awful. Uh, but yeah, I, I like agree. If they try to like stream it, out and make make it clean it wouldn't work it's got to be rough around the edges to work the right way um i will say the movie again it's a mild criticism but i think it's probably more because i have watched it enough times to know what's going on don't get me wrong the opening of this movie is great but as things go on it is a little slow to pick up because it's so long but then I, I, and there's actually a pretty neat part to stop, like about halfway, where you can watch this in two like settings. But then, like, you're really tempted to keep watching because after it really picks up, after about the first hour, it just takes off. Like, there's just there's constant stuff happening, other than just like little bits of dialogue between. But they're important. Um, so that's the only thing about it. I think it's a little slow to pick up, and then but once you get going, it doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like the first hour feels long, the second two hours don't feel like two hours. It makes sense until they get to the the bridge battle. Sure, sure. The bridge the bridge battle is a little long. It's it's that, like they, they could have cut a few things. You could have cut ten minutes of that out. I like it's, it. It's paced in a weird way that you kind of it, it, you kind of forget what movie you're watching a couple times. Like when uh, Angel Eyes turns up at the camp, you're like, oh fuck, Lee Van Cleef is in this movie. I forgot about. That. <laughs> he just fucked oh, off yeah. for like an hour. <laughs> Yeah, he, he goes away. Like he slaps the shit out of that woman and then disappears for an hour. And you're like, wait, he is here. Wait, what? Why is he with the union? <laughs> Again, that's why you question it. You're like, how the fuck did he get here? Uh, that's another line I love in this movie is because his character is just so evil and intimidating. Whenever uh, the guy's telling uh, the captain or whatever is saying all these things about uh, yeah, you can't be torturing people and killing them and taking all this stuff. You need to treat our prisoners like prisoners. They're people. And he says, is that an accusation? 
And that's all he says. He just says that. Like it, it seems like a, a simple thing to say. The way he says it, like directly, it's like, "Yeah, I'll fucking kill you." What are you saying? He's, uh, like, he's like, "Son, I have gangrene. I don't give a shit." <laughs> <laughs> this this, stuff, this stuff can't go on while I'm alive. He says, "All right, it won't." While I'm alive. Alive. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yep. It's like, well, there it is. It, it does, <laughs> I cut you off earlier. Were you gonna? Were you gonna that, steer well, somewhere else? Well, not well. I was, but I something came up just when you talked about him as well. Like when he f- killed that one guy in the beginning, um, about uh, he was talking about finding out who Carson is and shit. I thought he he was just gonna take the pillow and smother him to death. No, he takes the pillow and just fucking starts shooting. I'm just yeah, like I, I still don't get. I was, one bullet would have done it. He enjoyed it too much. He enjoys <laughs> shooting his gun, and he shoots the guy's kid. Like I get it. Like, Get ran up on him with a gun, but Jesus Christ, dude! I like, they're trying to the show you like one. he's evil. Yeah, yeah, they really want to clearly establish he is bad. He yeah. is the bad. Yeah. <laughs> There's no real ambiguity. Like right off the bat, mm-hmm. like, Lee Van Cleef is really bad. He's the bad. oh yeah. Speaking of that, at the end too, we were talking about asshole things. How, how about Blondie setting up uh, fucking Tuco, where he get, he gives him the fucked up. Uh, situation, and then like they have like the standoff where they finally separate. Yeah, and he unloaded his gun. And he, didn't, he didn't realize it, and he's like, "I could have killed me." And he's like, and he tells him that there's only two types of people. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty funny too. But that's kind of an asshole move. It's like, okay, sure, you're very confident in that you're good in your abilities, but yeah, you, he totally could have killed him. And well, he didn't know Angel Eyes was going to turn up. He just wanted to make sure Tuco wasn't going to shoot him. Right. Yeah. That's the thing indirectly, asshole move. And then he yeah. does the whole thing where he leaves him to hang, and then goes he leaves back him and, his money though. He, he does leave him his money. He had the plan to stop him, but uh, you know what oh, you are—a no good, lousy son of a. <laughs> like the score censored him. That was great. I'll just yeah. step back on what you were saying at the beginning of the episode, though. Uh, the the um, the music that plays when uh, Tuco very first gets to the graveyard and it like oh. accelerates and, and builds up and he's running around. That's uh, like no hyperbole. That's one of my favorite scenes musically, like in, in all of film. Mm-hmm. I, I love that part so much. I have uh, anyone watching the video version will see here in the background. I have the vinyl of this soundtrack and I'll listen to it unironically all the time. Like the soundtrack, this movie is just so killer. It's great. There you go, just bigger versions. So that yeah, people can get, get it. Yeah, there you go. It's back yeah, that that score, like that song, is one of my single favorite uh, pieces of music from film. Period. Mm-hmm. Which is strange because if I picked like my top five or anything, I, I don't think I have any other westerns. I, that is that is definitely one of my favorite uh, pieces. And no, it's it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, and like you too. said, the scene is great too. Like the spinning and stuff, like yeah. just the, everything about the shot and stuff is just wonderful. But What's what great too say? is. Uh, Right after that, uh, Blondie turns up and they talk about it, and it's not buried under Dean Stanton. And then Angel Eyes turns up, and then there's the famous three way standoff, and then it plays the other best song in the soundtrack. Yeah, like, right true. in the next part. Like, it's, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, like you like this? <laughs> well, you're gonna love this. And then, like like Zach was saying, he loves those close ups, and you see them, and like one of the best, the, one of the most iconic shots in all of of westerns and it's in several movies but it shows tuco's gun hanging by his side and his hand comes down and frames um i think it's angel eyes like between his fingers it's such a wonderful shot 
Yeah, the part where he's like touching each bullet, like he's climbing the bullets like a ladder. That to too, his gun. yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I also do... really like uh, each of the three gunfighters wears their gun in a different way. I don't know why. Just I, I just really enjoy it. Yeah. Because Blondie's got his on his side traditionally, but Angel Eyes has his across. And then Tuco just has his on a string, which honestly seems like the smartest one to me. But Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why he took out his bullets, because maybe he had the advantage and maybe uh, Blondie knew that he was going to get shot. I don't know. But uh, you might notice, though, uh, when Tuco pulls his gun, he tries to shoot Angel Eyes first. Like that's that was his plan, too. So, yeah, they were on the same page. They both shot for Angel Eyes. And yeah. I do like how cartoony. He shoots his hat, his gun into the grave. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna lead to. I was like, it gets really cartoony and badass at the same time. Like he just shot this dude, he falls into the grave, and he just shoots the gun and then the hat in there. I was like, that's cool. Little, <laughs> that's little, cool. Little, little cartoony, but cool. Yeah, yeah uh, but, they, but they do that throughout, right? Like back whenever uh, they first have their early interactions, Tuco does the same thing where he shoots off the canteen and then shoots a canteen empty and then shoots his hat off. And he's like, Oh, now you're lighter. It'll be fine. Yeah. And he's like riding around with a pink parasol. <laughs> yeah. Fucking making fun of him and shit. <laughs> That's why he was cast in this role is, uh, Leon wanted someone who could like be serious and intimidating, but also slightly comedic. And it, he was perfect for it. Like he, he did, he did all that stuff very, very well. Oh yeah. I, I also like the shot because it's, Making like uh, Blondie's like uh, because of the heat, he's probably getting like heat stroke and stuff. Like they take a break and the boot is right there next to his face, and he's like about to grab the boot and do something, but like it's just the boot there and and Tuco's you know cleaning his feet and shit. I was like, ah, oh, that's a that's a good shot there. Oh, you want to talk about good shots? Uh, oh, besides the you know the the hand framing Angel Eyes as it's next to the revolver. Um, one of the one of the best shots in film. Again, like this, this movie has so many of like my favorites in it. Um, after he gets done digging up the gold, he splits the bag open, and then he looks up, and the camera pans up and frames his head in the noose that Blondie has just hung. That's mm. such a good shot. It, it like so, it looks like something out of a uh, out of a uh out of a different kind of movie it's it's very symmetrical but i don't know it's just really cool and as soon as it frames him the music kicks in very cool mm-hmm. and then obviously you have the soldier with uh no legs half the soldier uh who's talking to angel eyes and he gets information <laughs> and he like i don't remember the place he's like oh here's a coin and stuff and he's like yeah santa anna whatever i just uh, forget that guy's in this movie every time i see it like damn so he fucking uses his head to open up the fucking doors and shit. <laughs> so I, I slightly lied. I said something about the whole top five or top ten of my favorite uh, songs from film, and I was like, "This is the only one in the western." Actually, there's another one, and I was thinking, I was like, "I can't remember what it is." And then I remembered, and we're gonna watch it later. It's the theme for Pale Rider. Oh shit! Mm. Yeah, I, I love the the soundtrack to that as well. But we're gonna get there. That's that's later, but. I was like, oh, yeah, that's something we're watching. I thought it was, and I look back. We're not watching yeah. Ghost Rider, though. That's unfortunate. That's that's also a Western, right? That's later. That's like, that's a future <laughs> Western. <laughs> <laughs> it's a post, what, post-modern post Western. 
not post-Western, post-modern. And then the Gen, reboot Gen would Z also Cage. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what else to talk about. I, I mean, I think we hit all the, the main beats of the, uh, the movie and stuff. What was with the different spots where uh, Tuco was dubbed and it sounded like it was a different actor? Because they filmed this movie in Italy in the 60s and uh, their recording equipment like sucked. And I think there's a lot of times, um, I mean, this isn't with Tuco, obviously, but there's a lot of actors that didn't know English. So they would just deliver their lines in Italian and then they yeah. were dubbed over by an English actor later. But the stuff with Tuco is probably, I don't know this for a fact, but it's probably he did his lines and the audio recording was ruined or terrible or they couldn't hear it. So they had to get someone else in to dub it because Eli Walt had moved on to some other project or something. It's, it was just really noticeable because it was like you hear him in one scene, then another scene sounds like totally fucking different person. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and also like a little delay. Like you, you can see it's different and like there's a delay in when it's said. Okay. I didn't notice he sounded different as much. I, I might not be as observant as you guys. Though. Yeah, I noticed a delay different. pretty quickly. There, there's uh, a there's a delay in a couple of characters that speak, and it's there. But I, again, well, yeah, I there's clearly dubs, but I, I didn't notice it was a different. Somebody was also doing a Clint Eastwood impression. That was not Clint Eastwood. Somebody was doing an impression. Yeah, they, they well, there's a things because they filmed it outdoors in Italy in the '60s, and they didn't exactly have modern recording equipment. Yeah, yeah, but we totally faked the moon landing. Uh, anyway, uh, anyway, uh, that was what I was going to get to. What version did you guys watch? Because I didn't realize this to the very end, but I guess according to what I watched, I watched the extended English edition. That's it was like the most revised. common yeah. version. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think other versions exist. I don't know. But I, they don't even, the like, put it I don't know which anymore. one I okay. have. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I wasn't sure. I, I didn't even realize until after, but I was wondering if there was anything uh, different about them. As far as like the actual scenes, shot to shot, I, I assume it was more just like you'd said the audio filler. Well, oh. it was a uh, th- there's there is a theatrical version that they like cut down. They they cut some stuff out so that it wasn't three hours long because you, you remember uh, old theaters they would just show the movie back to back to back to back all day long and you would just mm-hmm. walk in in the middle of a movie potentially. If it was that long, there were less showings in a day, so they cut it down. They butchered films back then because they were monsters. Oh yeah, they don't, they don't do that now. They would never do that now. Oh, they weren't oh, their yeah, lessons. sure no. Oh, well, they, they don't. They don't cut shit enough now. But actually, you can't. You can't infer. You have to actually know the, the backstory. Tuco and his family, and his father. They never played catch when he was a child. Look, if you guys didn't read the prequel comic, you're gonna be lost. That's just the way it's gonna. Happen. <laughs> you can buy it here for nine ninety nine. It's gonna be about. It's gonna be about how Angel Eyes and Tuco went to college together. Dear God, are we gonna have DLC for movies? Is that how this is gonna go? Do it! I can't. Oh shit! Oh, oh no. only if they also have suicide booths. I'm okay with. I'm okay with DLC for movies if suicide booths become like a public thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, we call it another scene that I like. Also, because Angel Eyes doesn't give a shit about his own fucking people, his group that he had. He just sends them out to get killed by fucking Tuco and Blondie in that street. But I love the scene where the two guys are like, "Ha, ah, we finally got them!" And a fucking cannonball just comes in and blows them up. <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I started having flashbacks for Gangs of New York, by the way, when they were fucking bombing that town and shit. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> fucking Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned that scene where they killed all of uh, uh, 
angel eyes is guys and shit. And then mm-hmm. they, they do that. And it's like, it's awesome. The whole thing was awesome. And then they go and they, they go back to where he was previously hanging out. And the first guy that, uh, Blondie killed is like laying there in the bed and they picked mm-hmm. that note up and he like Tuco's trying to read it. Cause he can't really read that well. Read, yeah. And then it basically says, see you idiots. <laughs> I was like, that's great. It's for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, again, like they, they try to like play with our emotions again, because you know, when they get to the church and they see that one soldier that's like bleeding out and eventually dies, like Blondie's like being all nice, puts a fucking his jacket on and puts the you know gives him cig- smoke, give him the smoke, and then he dies and takes everything back again. And then that's when Tuco takes the fucking horse and he's just like, "What the fuck is going on? Who's who's the good? Who's the bad? And who's the ugly? Tell me now! I can't fucking tell." And somehow the Confederates have left behind a loaded cannon that is pointed in the correct direction. Yeah, <laughs> they needed that-, that for the trailer shot. That was in case they got attacked from behind. You know, if they were going to circle around or some shit. I do like the detail, though, because after he shoots one time, he has that rod where you put the cannon in again. I was like, oh, nice touch. Nice touch. I don't know what it's fucking called. He touched the rod. Uh, Ramrod. It is, in fact, called a rod. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready? I just because I feel like it's add it because it's just it's extra bullshit. It'd just be funny to bring up. Have you all seen the weird conspiracy theory about this movie? Because there's no. a conspiracy theory about everything. About how it's no. Great. Yeah, well, it's great. The conspiracy theory is that uh, Clint Eastwood's character Blondie isn't real. It's that what? he is he is he is actually a manifestation of Tuco's uh, consciousness. He's like his good conscious, or he's his guardian angel, or some nonsense. Yeah, it's a fight. It's a fight club. That's what it is. It's it literally the Reddit post is like this long thing or something. Well, or, actually, I think, it's, I think it's 4chan. But fight Club ruined people. That's first, first thing it says: This motherfucker watched Fight Club, then watched this movie and thought, "I know, I'm deep. I know yeah, Fight Club." I will, give, I, will give, I will give a little. I will give a little credit though, because I thought the same thing. Not not the same thing as what he did, but I was like, "Wait a second. They're swindling all these towns, and Tuco's always." going on the most wanted list why isn't blondie getting fucking his face plastered and shit who's yeah. saving him from being hung blondie i agree if, but if, if blondie doesn't exist I, yeah exactly i agree but like at the same time it's, it's like one of the first things that happens in the movie yeah. <laughs> well, well, not, that's the a, point it's 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 what versus whether he's he's real or he's like some type of supernatural manifestation that oh, saves him okay. like he's like, not that he yeah not that it's like him like but it's it's actually like a guardian that's why even though it seems like bonnie's always gonna uh scream over bonnie is actually like looking out for the good of, of that person or like uh, the other ones he's an angel it, and it's again because every time he finds someone that's near death he tries to like honor their last wish before they die so the guy at the bridge the guy that he covers up and gives him the smoke before he dies uh like the, weird stuff like that and it's like okay that's kind of neat but like are we just coming up with stuff for the sake yeah, of coming up with it, it it's, it's just a fucking movie but uh, I, yeah I, I did like the the plot hole and stuff. Which is like, where's fucking Blondie's face on the Most Wanted? Because he's going to every sheriff, handing the same fucking guy, and then shooting the rope of you know swindling money off of the thing. You would think these towns would be like, this motherfucker is scamming every fucking town. No, they're too scared of him. He shot all their hats off in a cartoonish manner. Yeah, scared of that guy from far off with a old lever action. He's he's almost good, like too good with the roller. Like he's inhuman. Oh shit. He's an angel. 
<laughs> Poor Shorty, by the way. Yeah. Have, no fucking, Sorry, I, Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. But I still think just to feed off of that like theory, but not like agree with that theory. I I always thought um, because I did see Fistful of Dollars that movie. I seen that movie, and it's always seeming like he uh, Clint Eastwood's character is the driver of the story. He's there. He's showing what's happening at the moment. I mean, yeah, and he it, is in Fistful of Dollars and a few dollars more. Yeah, and it's just like he's us experiencing this story. What's going on? And that's why he's a man with no name. That's how I always thought of Clint Eastwood's character in those two movies. Mm-hmm. Well, it almost has like the Indiana Jones effect. Like he, he's inconsequential to the story. However, that's obviously not true because he, again, the thing that puts that through a plot hole is he's the, literally the person that saves Tuco at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you got that, that whole argument for those listening is you watch Indiana Jones movie. Indiana Jones doesn't need to be there for any of the movie to happen. The plot happens as it's going to happen, regardless if he's there. Yeah, the Ark was going to kill all those Nazis, whether he interfered or not. Exactly. Yeah. So like, uh, that's the that's the idea behind that that story. And while that's technically true, there's still plenty of things that he directly did that still affect what happens around him. So I, I don't think he would have saved all those all those sexy Indian children would have never been saved if if he wasn't there. You know, right? No, yeah. and I don't think that. Well, was... I don't know. I just agreed with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that back. But I, I see what you're saying. Yes, he saved children. He but... also uh, he also <laughs> found the 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 knight from the Crusades and had the you know the cup thing. And then like if he wasn't there to pick the real one, you know. I've I, never heard. I've never heard this argument about Indiana Jones. I've always heard it about Blade Runner. I've heard about Indiana Jones a lot, actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've heard it a lot. Raiders, sure, but the other movies... No, I've only no, heard the original. I, I don't think I've ever heard it about the other movies. It's it's the original I heard it, which is funny, because I had heard this long before I'd ever actually watched the movies, until you know you guys set, maybe sit down and watch them all, which was great. But uh, but yeah, the I had heard that, that theory before, which is funny. And I've also heard it about Blade Runner, which is funny. So now I'm like, is it just Harrison Ford movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Harrison Ford's inconsequential. He wants to be inconsequential <laughs> in all of his movies. Yeah, just fucking run me off. Kill me. I, yeah, be in I wish they'd kill all my characters. What uh, the fuck uh, is a force ghost? <laughs> <laughs> when is he just gonna like fuck off and, and leave civilization? That's that's what I want to know. After Indiana Jones and the fucking dial of fucking yeah, uh, what? whatever it's called, he needs to retire. Like. <laughs> He's clearly checked out of all of this stuff. Yeah, he can't keep on crashing planes and shit. Jesus Christ! You think uh, he stopped? Do you think he stopped really trying in the nineties? I feel like it's when he stopped trying, more or less. Like every everything he's been in for like ten years, he's just been like confused, disoriented old man. And like I even liked him in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, but confused, disoriented old man. He's just like, oh, what's going on? Oh my god! Oh, he's just that. He's that in everything now. I still like how he had to do the voiceover for Blade Runner. He just did it fucking terribly. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, my final... Th- uh, uh, any other things before we get into final thoughts? Uh, I did want to touch really quick. Uh, everyone's talking about, oh, the stupid Fight Club bullshit. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, mm-hmm. um, could the movie have happened without interference from certain characters? Um, there's something really interesting about this movie that I think bears pointing out. And we just talked about it, but we didn't point it out. Uh, this movie is fantastic and famous, and everyone loves it. 
and if you don't, you're wrong. But it kind of defies this whole academic um, uh, plight of the protagonist or, like, role of feminine characters in the West. There's no, like, you couldn't teach a class on this movie unless it was about cinematography. There's not, like, a a stupid, deep, um, like, oh, seldom talked about theming in this movie. Like, it's all kind of just laid out there for you. It's just kind of a perfect movie. Sometimes a movie's just a movie. Right. This is the, this is one of the <laughs> best examples of that. Like it doesn't really have much uh like there's obviously an anti-war message, but honestly, like that's like one of the safest messages you can oh wow, you you really stepping that stepping out of the box on that one, like oh war's bad. So yeah, th- there's not a lot to this movie that it, it, it's bad to discuss unless you just want to talk about how cool it is for an hour, which we've done. Right. Mm-hmm. No, and that's actually a really great thing to point out. I I was gonna bring it up earlier but we got i guess we took a detour everyone stays kind of in that morally gray or i guess or i should go back good and ugly so bronny and tuco stay in that morally gray area i mean van cleave is van cleave he's he's bad but they they never find a way of like completely redeeming themselves and suddenly being again a hero in some yeah, way not, or there's not a message at the end he doesn't like go back yeah. to his brother and give him exactly. money for the church or something no. there's no moral there's there's not a message there's no moral there's not supposed to be this is more of like it's almost like you even said too Joe, dubs like you're just watching the events play out as they happen and you have to take it for what it is it's an amusement that's right. okay and yes. that, there's nothing wrong with that like that's that's great there, i just wanted to a... bring this up because this is going to come back when we rank and I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to plant the seed. Is all. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you were about to say something. Uh, yes. Uh, the the moral of the story is everybody is good, bad, and ugly all at once. Just like time. There's there's different, different there's different uh, uh, sides of everybody's personality. Mankind uh, was the bad guy all along. But the mankind can also be good. And mankind can also be ugly. But the ugly was the friends we made along the way. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Your ugly friends. Your ugly pug-like friends. I ha- I, my, I, I, I usually think about stupid <laughs> shit in movies, but like at the end, like when they when they got all that 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 those coins and shit, I was like, wait a second, do they have a house? Like they can't put it in the bank because I'm pretty sure fucking like Blondie doesn't have a fucking account at a bank. Is he gonna carry those fucking pouches for a long time? Haven't well, you haven't you read, watched, or played anything to do with the old west? They're gonna go hide it somewhere, and oh, then they're yeah. gonna take a little bit of it into town at once and use it. And at some point, they're gonna die, and on their like deathbed or like as they're dying, they're like, "I hit all this gold. It's out in the." Oh, uh, and then there's gonna be a big adventure to find their gold. Yeah, you right. Started all this. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> I was thinking, like, as he's riding off, he's like, man, is he, he's going to ride across the fucking plains by himself. He could get, like, fucking accosted by, like, natives or assholes or banditos or something and just get fucked. Or <laughs> the Confederate Army or the Union Army. Or the Union Army. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, who's going to fuck with him? <laughs> I don't know. Wildlife. A snake might bite him. Yeah. I'm having a brain fart, but, like, That's when... why there was never another one. 
There's a snake in my boot. That when makes tu- me think of. I'll, I'll go ahead, Doves. Uh, when Tuco was on the cross, and like, remember when he was like hanging and shit? On the cross. Yeah. He <laughs> was on the cross. <laughs> he literally was. He, I mean, yeah. he didn't yeah. speak. Remember that speak. time when Tuco portrayed Jesus? <laughs> the passion of Tuco. I mean, what? Jesus, I'm sorry. Was his hands tied? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's why he couldn't. I mean, yeah, the obvious thing would have been like, oh, why doesn't he just get the fucking noose off his back? No, his hands were tied behind his back. I think and... he tied his hands with the the string from his gun. Yeah. yeah. And I like, like, even when he's, like, about to die and be hung in it, uh, he's, like, still looking at the gold while he's, like, struggling with the fucking rope and stuff. What's that gold? I... Is it worth dying for, though? Uh, some Satuko, yeah. <laughs> it is. It, gold is always on his mind. Yeah. But, I mean, at that rate, it's kind of like, okay, I'm really, I'm gonna die now, son of a bitch. I was this close. Like, come on. So I, I kind of get it. That's at least to how it was sold to me, based on how they they shot the the scene. It's a, and then, it's a very middle period western uh, of them. You, you, I got the money. You die. Right there. <laughs> yep. You should go back to that gun shop and give him money. I do like the part where he's like he steals his money, but like he he's about to take the the whiskey. He's like, wait a second, this guy's gonna need it. I just robbed his ass, and he leaves the whiskey there. I was like, that's that's cool. I like what that. a nice guy. What a, what a nice guy for the moment. <laughs> uh, but final thoughts. I enjoyed this movie. I agree with you guys. There's not a lot of like theme and stuff. Uh, by the way, what movie? That supports war is there a movie that like says war is fucking rad and great <laughs> i mean yeah kind of there's like there's tons of movies that glorify war you know like, oh you go to war and you're such a badass motherfucker oh my god i'm gerard butler or some stupid shit yeah <laughs> i'm a fucking operator bitch I gotta <laughs> yeah those movies are awesome they make me feel good yeah you yeah, know they're, they're still entertaining i'm not saying like oh we should stop these movies i'm just call of duty is a propaganda for her <laughs> uh, conversation there yeah, yeah I oh mean... jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> well I, I think the problem is it's not so much that it's there it's like it's more just about it's they're different than the Joker is glorifying mental illness. The, no, that's just that a lot of people interpret it that way. A lot of it is actually a cautionary tale or warning for these things to still be unsafe. And it's actually meta for giving uh, some type of praise to something that actually needs help. So same thing with war. Uh, but the irony is that's usually lost on people because they're fucking smooth brains. And they're like, oh, oh this uh, uh, war. Yeah, guns, bullets. Yeah. Cool. Great. Most people don't want a message in their movies. They just want a movie, and that's they just want to watch a movie. Perfectly fine. Go watch Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. You'll be satisfied. This is this is the good. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is the bullet train of westerns. Yes. (laughs) 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 Obviously, we're gonna lose a few viewers for that. Yeah, I apologize. It was a joke. Unsubscribed. Uh, uh, yeah, luckily, yeah. every other Western it has very poignant theming and deep messages. Yeah, they're like Naruto. <laughs> this, this this whole genre is very shallow, and uh, I love it. Mm-hmm. But my final thoughts is I enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, there's like likable characters, even though some of them are gray and stuff. And I do like the bad guy. Uh, you know, fucking Greed? Angel Eyes. Yeah, yes. Angel Eyes, I, th- I thought he was great. I, I, I recommend this movie. 
And so, Andy, what about you? What's your final thoughts and recommend or not? Well, I own this movie twice and I own the soundtrack and I hate it and no one should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) No, this movie's great. This is one of the best Westerns ever made and it's the best spaghetti Western. I know people try to be like hipsters and be like, no, it's Django. No, it's this. No, it's that. No, this is the best spaghetti Western. It just is. I mean, there's several others that I love to death, but this is the best one. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of add to that. Yeah, this is this is one of the the greatest westerns of all time. It's a great movie. If you've never watched any westerns, again, be warned of the, the time. But that, again, it's at the same time, it's it's definitely a great watch. It's enjoyable. Again, don't overthink it. It's okay to just enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are, there are no ghosts or 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 uh, there are no Fight Clubs. There's no Tyler Durgan. Please please stop overthinking movies. Yeah, you, spend spend less time overthinking the movie and, and use it to think about other things that matter, like the rest of your life's decisions. It's there important. it is. Yeah. I mean, this is like a real asshole thing to say to people. I, I mean, mean that in a nice way. <laughs> I mean, there there are times where I'm just like, yeah, theories are kind of fun if you're just like sitting around having a couple of beers and shit and be like, whoa, this fucking, did you know fucking Clint Eastwood was Tyler Durgan and shit and they blew up all the corporations in the Wild Wild West? Uh, like, but uh yeah like yeah don't overthink it but zach what's your final thoughts and do you recommend uh great movie uh quint quintessential western i would say uh i if somebody's like oh i don't really watch westerns i don't really get into them i don't know if i would recommend this right off the bat to them though because of the length mm-hmm. uh watch this for dollars yeah, I, I'm just saying I would pick pick one for somebody like a different one. Watch Western like, Jimbo. If they're noobs, you know. Yeah, yeah it, it's like recommending a steak to someone who's never had meat before. You wouldn't like, go immediately to go eat the porterhouse. Like I don't, no. I don't like. <laughs> I don't want to get get into mob movies. And you don't tell them to go watch fucking Godfather first. Like <laughs> it's the same thing. I still piss off with a lot of people about like. Godfather. I guess we'll get that until we actually watch it. Like I'm, I got. I don't. Godfather is a great movie, but in my opinion, I don't like it. But that's just me. Whoa, we're yeah. gonna have that discussion someday. Eventually, yeah. that that will be a discussion we'll have, and you'll have to listen while you're wrong. But yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I already, I'm already conceding I'm wrong. I just it, I like. I know they're totally two different movies, but I prefer Goodfellas over Godfather. That's that's okay. I mean, yeah. I, that's a perfectly valid opinion, I think, actually. But they're still they're still good. I'm but still it, wrong. I know. <laughs> I know. Mean, I, 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 I mean, I I think that, that's a different opinion. That's an apples and oranges thing versus saying you if you don't like Godfather versus saying that you just like Goodfellas more. The video yeah, like cool. is that is that is it that you don't like the Godfather or is it that you like Goodfellas more than the Godfather, which you enjoy to a degree? Like that's- I, it's just because I like Goodfellas more than Godfather. It, it's just because Goodfellas hits you like with more beats than anything. That's- Godfather is very slow, and I right, like, right. Uh, Godfather, give me a rating on Godfather, one to ten. Right, right, right. Eight out of ten. I love rating movies. Okay, well, yeah. what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, what? You, you said that. Yeah. It's like you acting like you hated like, it at first. I, I might get some guff for this, but I don't absolutely worship the Godfather. But I yeah, do I don't. Like I don't go like lot. it's two out of fucking ten. There's not enough fucking gobble ghouls. <laughs> you just pulled the cinema equivalent of I like Nesquik, but I prefer you who some Nesquik sucks. 
Well, you who is a chocolate yeah. drink and you, Nesquik is a fucking chocolate. <laughs> Three out of ten. Not enough thinly sliced garlic that melts into the pan. <laughs> Zach, what's our next movie that we're going to be talking about next week? Our next uh, movie is another Sir, Sergio Leone movie. Uh, the uh, how the how the West was one. No, I'm just kidding. It's Once Upon the Time in the West. <laughs> and Andy, you said this is a longer movie, right? Yes, it's a little longer. It's like mm. uh, I, maybe like twenty minutes longer, mm. something like mm. that. It's not by a whole lot. Okay, this one's an epic. Yeah, this one's a right. long. So remember to watch that movie and then come back here and we will talk about it. Before we uh, get into the last word, I do have a ad for y'all. So please hold on. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories, not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot, and get some color, we got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too, if it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide, however that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Usually. Now we're here for the last word. Last word is... Oh, hang on. I want to talk about that ad real quick. I love that ad to death, but every week when he says, we talk about wrestling from the past sometimes, but also we talk about wrestling, and I want him to say from the future. <laughs> we also talk about, yeah, we talk we about, also talk about wrestling from the future. <laughs> One day. Actually, uh, now we got to change it. It's got to say, we're going to talk about the wrestling that was, the wrestling that is, and the wrestling that will be. That's yes. what you got to say. Perfect. There it is. Yeah, excellently executed right there. You're welcome. <laughs> you made it coherent. <laughs> yeah, we did it. Yeah. Uh, last word is a segment where we talk about what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. Um, and if there's any news that we want to talk about, we usually add that in there. That's this is usually the end part where we're just you know kind of chilling out before we sign out. So I will go first. Uh, I played a video game um, that most of us have been hyped for is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Now, I gotta blame all the medallions that I'm, like, searching in fucked up places for, because <laughs> that's wasting my time to, like, do the story. Like, I, at the point, I, I was like, I just want to play the fucking game. So I, I'll do that on the second run, probably, is getting all the medallions and killing all the rats and shit. No, um, I'm, I'm right there with you. I made the mistake of, yeah, I'll buy the, the treasure map, and now I stand around all the time going, where's this treasure? Yeah. Where's it at? <laughs> looking all around, looking up, up, oh, it's hanging from something. Yeah, you also gotta, like, shoot, like, the, 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 the bird nest and all that stuff, because there's items in there. Uh, but I, I like it. I like that they, because they fixed the aiming and stuff, and they modernized the a- aiming, um, that like they're like, oh, how can we still fuck with them? Let's just have waves of enemies, and they can never, uh, you can never have like a breather. It's like I shoot one, and I'm like, <laughs> I have to, like oh, run yeah. away and all that. That's so. So just a question, real quick, because it make me things easier. Did everyone here start Resident Evil Four Remake? Yeah. All four of yes. us are gonna. Yeah. So if you're cool with it, Dubs, up the like, 
railroad your what you did. We can probably all talk about it together real quick uh-huh. and then move on. Yeah, I was or waiting. Right, I was go. waiting for like a moment to jump in and be like, "We all played this game. Let's just all talk about it." Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Uh, also, uh, did you? I didn't bring up the aiming thing. Did you keep aim assist and stuff on, or did you turn it all off? I turned it all off because okay, cool. Because you're not a bitch. Thank yeah, you. That's right. I'm a bitch. Turn I also turned it all off, and I'm getting fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get good. I, I have no problem with aiming in that game, but I have a hundred problems with keeping ammo around. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, when I first, when I very, I didn't play the demo like you guys. I was just like, oh, I'm going to play it anyway. I'll just wait. And, uh, you know, the, you're there with the Spanish cops and they disappear and you're running up. And they burn the guy. And I was like, there they are. I've played this part a million times on the GameCube version. I was running there, pop, 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 start shooting guys. No, bad do not do <laughs> like i was no. like i'm running out of ammo i'm getting stabbed i don't know how to do the kick you don't use my knife and uh i was you know so eventually i was like oh i gotta sneak around i gotta get some ammo and uh they added stealth kills i'm in love with that i love it so oh, much. that's great I love that is so such a good addition to the game Holy and shit. uh i realized I'm always scrounging for ammo, and I'm getting excited when I find like gunpowder and supplies, and I'm crafting my own little bullets. They got some uh, Last of Us in my Resident Evil. That's exactly what this is, because one of my mm. favorite parts of The Last of Us was item management. And now, it's, oh, here it is. Yeah. Last of Us got some uh, some Resident Evil in it before. Uh, I, I will correct, but <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, OG Resident Evil, right? Like, yeah. way back when your original survival horror, where you're trying to like manage and scrounge to find the resources that you need mm-hmm. mm. yep. I, so, uh, yeah. when can i get the goddamn red nine i'm about to quit the game i'm gonna burn uh, it's, it's in there Spain to the ground it's, it's pretty there. it's a little By bit this later point in the game i had it originally so you will uh you you find one in a random chest uh if you're if you observe it you'll find it so i found a lot of chests i don't know if i found them all i uh I mean, i'm up to the shooting gallery i don't know if that means anything Oh, okay. uh, you guys are way further than I am, then probably. I'm way slow. I just finished the uh, getting the fucking boat, fucking gas, and like uh, killed. You're the... just ahead of me, then. Yeah, I'm about to fight Salazar. I think. Yeah, way ahead of me. I, I'm way. like midway through chapter two. I am. I, I, I just like met the uh, the merchant and like went through the initial area where like there's just the like that's actually where I got like fucked like the onslaught of the guys that are just throwing dynamite relentlessly i love them uh, i love those guys they're like hey look i have dynamite i'm like not for long you don't fuck you i like how his little smart ass comments when he does that like when he he shoots the dynamite out of the guy's hands or somebody's got a molotov cocktail he's like oops must have slipped <laughs> <laughs> now are like- you guys playing with uh headphones are you guys uh, playing with your like surround sound or anything? Yeah, I've got a little little soundbar deal over here. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I the I don't know if it's the same with like the surround or, or setup, but where I'm using these same head uh, phones and like, they're noise canceling, but they'll have some. It sounds like people are like whispering shit into my ear. It, it's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, it's real. When are you gonna play, play Silent Hill with the headphones? Uh, well, I don't have time to <laughs> to be committed, so probably not for a while. Like every once in a while, when I'm scooting around, first. I'll hear the, I'll hear like some of that noise. I'll be like, I just beat Silent Hill too. This is nothing. I don't. This is I'm not I love I love that this this atmosphere. Well, there, there, Resident Evil Four had a, a bit of an atmosphere to it in spots, uh-huh. but now it's like pervades the whole game. It's not mm-hmm. just spots, and it's it's ratcheted up more. Well, yeah. 
I like the mixture of like survival horror. Like it actually feels like a horror game now at some points where you just like get in this dark area and like the, the you know flashlights happening and then all of a sudden you just see like a wave of enemies. But I do want to shout out because I think uh Chaz was talking about the dynamite area. When you meet the merchant for the first time and then you go into that little area with all the, the scaffolding and stuff and the and the houses. Fuck that part, by the way. That, that I've died so many fucking times because people <laughs> People were just coming out of the fucking woodworks and stuff. Did and did, I, did you buy the rifle by any chance? I bought it after that part. Because <laughs> <laughs> I bought it. Has a hard time. Yeah. I bought it, it, like the old version, I bought the rifle like my first playthrough maybe, but after that I never did again. This time I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy that rifle. I'm going to get the scope. And I went in there and just like killed a bunch of people just without them them. knowing I was there. And yep. it's a cakewalk after that. It's like half as many guys. Yeah, if you, if you take your time and, and buy rifle ammo and go through, yeah, you can wipe a bunch of them. I, I didn't do that initially. I went guns blazing because I got the Punisher and went in. And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'll take care of this. And then the dynamite fucks got me. And I was like, all right, fuck this. And I went back and got the rifle. And it's you just clean a bunch of them up. It's way easier. Well, yeah, I got it first try, but I did it the same way I've done every section of that game. And that is meticulously and like a coward. Like if if there if guys are near me, I'm like uh, I need to put my back to something, and I like run into an alley and like oh come on motherfuckers, I'll get you now. You know I'm 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 I mean like I said I like a coward. But it's people working. people say I mean you say like a coward, but that's just look, I played way too many MMOs. You're just kiting that motherfucker. That's right. Mm-hmm. You just say, come here, bitch, shoot and bring him to you. Yeah, like in the yeah. village, I just kept running upstairs and out the window, and then I'd stand on the roof, like kick the kick the ladder down, then stand on the roof, and as people come through the window, just shoot them. And then I'm like, oh, I gotta run again. And I run down. Okay. And run this I actually had a, a, a holy shit moment. And Dubs, I'm sorry, I, we like railroaded you. I, I, I want you mm-hmm. to. We'll come back to you in just a sec. But the the classic scene that you know happens there when the village whenever you get attacked and you have to like survive for so many minutes i like ran around i was running out of shit and chainsaw charlie's coming after me and all that nonsense <laughs> and uh i go up to like the, the little bell tower thing i climb oh, up yeah, to I fell. it I fell too. oh shit i fell and i nearly had a heart attack i about pissed myself it was like, <laughs> like 1, 2 a.m and because uh, i think i did it after we uh, did getting some color uh, yeah, or something. Yeah, I I played it after that, and yeah, I, I didn't really shit myself. So uh, something I, ha- I didn't go up the tower. What happens? You fall through. You're supposed to stay up there, and you're fine. They, like you stay up there for like five seconds, and then the entire thing collapses, and you just fall into a horde of enemies. And yes. Chainsaw Charlie's just right there, like hey, fucker. And Wait, so the tower falls. Then no, no, no you, so you fall through the floor up there. The floor, oh, okay. yeah, the floor falls through but thankfully like i was able to like somehow like bullshit maneuver my way out but i had like no health i had to burn one of my uh green red mixes that i was saving to get the health pick up yeah. yeah i was i was bummed out about that but uh and then guess what i found right after a fucking yellow herb. but <laughs> I, we got to mix it later but uh yeah i managed to like survive i, I didn't die but oh man I, I i thought i was done like yeah i fucking hate the parts like it's like you kill all the enemies right and you're just like, you look at their map, I'm like, oh, look, there's items over here. And I go in this fucking house. This motherfucker was hiding in the closet. Bah, bitch! And it, like, yeah, ah. that got me. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I love about the game. And there's so many genuine moments where you, I, I've played the original one so much. I'm always like real meticulous about headshot, kneecap, like, you know, specific stuff. But there's been several times in this one, I like round a corner and some asshole with a pitchfork is there. I'm like, oh shit, bang, 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 bang. Like just empty a magazine, just just panics. 
It's just I, it's a genuine reaction because I I like Gangster Leon where because he, he like you get so close to your thing goes like this and I'm like yeah I'm shooting like a gangster this is fucking awesome that's actually a, a real tactical technique uh, I forget yeah. what it's called but uh, it, it's like this kind of quarter lock thing and it controls recoil better and it's better for if the guys are like right at, at you which is yeah like when you hold a, a gun normally your your arms are more straight but when you do that your elbows are cocked out so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I got to the part where you know I'm throwing fucking har- unlimited fucking harpoon fucking rods at the <laughs> the thing. Yeah, and, like monster. And I'm, I'm right up there. That's where I ended. So I, I'm. Listen, my main gripes in any video game is caring for another fucking person that I have to carry around, and I'm dreading <laughs> the part of like having to have Ashley while I'm dealing with all these fucking people now. No, uh, she's she's better in this. Oh, uh, is she? Okay, good. Yeah, because for one thing, they took away you don't have to worry about her life bar anymore. Uh what happens is is if she gets attacked, she goes into like a downed state mm-hmm. where she'll just kind of lay on the ground and be like, uh and, and like she'll lay there and one of two things will happen. Uh either somebody will just try to pick her up or everybody will ignore her while you're fighting because they're <laughs> trying to murder you. So, either one will happen. Uh, there's no more you having to worry about a stray crossbow shot fucking killing her. That that almost never happens anymore. Oh, that was so infuriating. When you get to Salazar's castle. Yeah. Oh, so, God, I hated that. That was the worst before. That's yeah, I'm, w- I'm wondering what's going to happen when you get to that big wide room with the, the pool. The water hallway. Yeah. Water oh, hallway. Yeah. Okay. yeah, a lot of people always go like, man, that room fucking sucks. I'm like, no, that room's fucking awesome. I love no, that room. I like it. It's, it's <laughs> like the castle's version of the city square, like or the the, the town square. I'm dreading area. a maze. Mm-hmm. I, that's the no, one number one thing I'm dreading is the fucking the, maze with the all dog. The maze, yeah, it's well, uh, it's still there. Okay, confirm <laughs> this for me if you don't know it or not, because I'd heard this, but like apparently she can perform assist moves now. Kind of. It, it depends on what's happening. It seems yeah. clear that I'm going to help her up onto something at some point because I keep like, running into places I can't go. Yeah. Well, there, there's that, but like when I say assist moves, like there are like okay, there are like other moves in the game before, depending on your position. If you knew how to do it, you could like suplex the zombies and shit, like the yeah. German suplex. Like apparently, I listen. I just heard it when I was listening to a reviewer. Allegedly, she can German suplex. <laughs> no, uh, I have not seen anything like that, but there okay. are certain instances where she can help you. Okay. Like there, there was a part where I was fighting. Remember how, like, the armors would come alive and attack you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's going to that's, that's look, ter- like, terrifying. I, I, not terrible, but terrifying. There's a setting. spot where, like, there's these, like, blue lanterns, and for some reason, there's, like, this fire, and these lanterns hurt the, uh, the armor plagas. And she starts throwing the lanterns at him for you to help you, and it like stuns them. Nice. So like, oh, she's helpful. Yeah, yeah, she's she's more helpful and more likable in this game. Like that's definitely one of the biggest improvements is that that whole interplay with that character, and like she's not as annoying to take care of. And I don't know, you actually kind of like her in this game. <laughs> but you can't see her panties. And. I was gonna say that, but I said <laughs> I love. I love. I've seen the picture so many times of like some dork on a Facebook thing putting like you don't get to see the panties during this cutscene. You can't use the scope to do this. You can't like it's this huge list of like all the opportunities in the game to see her panties. I was like, 
Oh my god, someone needs to find this guy. There's, make people, sure already he's on modding. Uh, There's people already modding it so that you can't. You gotten laid yet? Are you still fucking bitching yeah, about just, <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd just be worried about what's locked in his basement or something. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Uh, I got the deluxe the edition. Did you guys get the deluxe? The costumes are fucking funny as hell. No, um, I, I bought a few things piecemeal, but like one of the costumes I want to shout out is in the casual pack where Ashley looks like a scene kid from like 2003 or four. Uh, no, Leon's is actually a, a callback to one of his alternate costumes in Resident Evil two, where he has like his leather jacket and there's like a fucking skull and shit on the back of it. Yeah. And, like a American flag on the, on the uh, sleeve. I it's, want that jacket in real life. It's a callback to that. The mm, design's a lot cool. cooler in this though. Oh, it's yeah. that's like neat. That. I haven't looked at any of the, all I can't, cause I, I think I just bought the regular version of the game. Uh, or maybe I did buy the deluxe and I, I downloaded the. But did you sixty dollars or seventy? I th- I think I bought the deluxe, but I don't think I I can't remember if I've downloaded or, or tried to change the costumes or anything yet. I'll need to check that out. You can do I've it seen... on the fly, by the way. Okay. The costumes, yeah, it's so. in the menus. Like the the stuff Sweet. that's worth buying, in my opinion, is like the extra guns mm-hmm. and the. Uh, the a, you gotta buy extra guns. Yeah, you get like the the the, the Winchester There's double shotgun. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even look. I guess I should go look. Yeah. I was just, uh, I'm going to have to check that out. Game. I didn't look at anything. Yeah, I there's didn't also, either. There's also a soundtrack swap. Uh, I will say uh, it's for the old soundtrack, which they've done that in all these remakes. They'll include the old soundtrack, which is like sweet. Um, I mean, the new one, I have no problems with the new one. It's great so far. Yeah. Like, see, like Resident Evil 2 is the exception because like it was like almost like a non-existent soundtrack. So if like you go you go and you play Resident Evil Two after this maybe if you if you fancy, I would I would buy the soundtrack swap for it. Okay. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, the Skull Shaker, the extra DLC shotgun, that thing is fucking useful as shit because it's so small in your inventory. It yep. Takes up four oh. spaces. Ooh, that's <laughs> like that's that. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've already started dumping some of my my money into upgrading the shotgun you get though. So I don't, I don't know. Oh, and make sure you um, put some durability with the merchant on your knife, because oh you yeah, could, you could have that knife last longer uh, instead of getting those kitchen knives and shit. That's what I was saying. I is you upgrade your combat used. knife and <laughs> and then like just upgrade it. I see a lot of people say just like you if you rush that because you go for the whole pop a kneecap, kick, and then you can just stab repeatedly. It's basically like. If you played hardcore in the old game, that's how you get through. You like meticulously yeah. take everybody down and just never waste bullets. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have to, I have to Not, do that. I did upgrade durability once because uh, you fix it the first time, and it's like, oh, you can use your knife to parry shit. And then uh, chainsaw motherfucker comes at you, and it's like, hey, you can parry this. I was like, all right, let's let's do this. <laughs> I was like, come on, dude, I gotta learn. And uh, yeah. you, two of them <laughs> breaks the knife, and it's cool as hell. But I was like, God damn, I broke my knife again already. So it's like. <laughs> The game taught me, hey, you might want to increase your knife durability. So yeah, I, I did do I, that. I am not good at the parry in this game. There's, there's, all, ki- souls. there's all kinds of attacks you can parry. Uh, you can parry, you know, when their heads explode and the plug of shit's like fucking waving around, you can parry that. No, if that's your cool. Timing gets good enough. Um, no, I, I, uh, I, I've, I've upgraded that durability on the knife and I've uh, upgraded some stuff on the shotgun. The pistol, I'm not investing in at all because I'm waiting on that red nine. But it's getting to the point where I really need some extra stopping power. And where's my red nine? God damn it. <laughs> I think you're coming up on it soon. I will tell you this, though. Uh, the They have the laser module in that game. 
it, it only works for certain guns, not all of them. Hmm. And it's different, like, because they took this from Resident Evil 2. There's a gun that has, like, a laser on it, but it's the only one in the whole game that does. And you know how you have to aim and, like, the crosshairs kind of, like, yeah, zero in? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like your, the prime time you want to aim because that's like also your most your greatest chance to score a critical hit or something. Yeah, there's actually that much minutia in aiming and shooting in these new games. Mm-hmm. But um, with a gun with the laser module, you don't have to worry about that. It's like instantly zeroed in. Uh, so there's that weight is gone. Mm-hmm. So and I, obviously, I cannot put a laser sight on this Mauser broom handle from 1919. No, but that's what I like about the newer games and how they do all the guns is they're all different and it's all going to depend on your taste and what you like. There's not objectively one gun that's better than the other. I love the iron sights in a rifle. I was like, that's fuck. I love. I don't. I like that. Yeah, I didn't even look at it actually. I just put the scope on immediately. I immediately put the scope on. Yeah, I did the same thing, but I wanted it because you get greater distance. Like you can I, take it off. You can just like go in your case and like detach it. Real I, quick. I just the, the thought hadn't even occurred to me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. It's pretty sweet. I, I thought that was cool. I like the merchant has deals and shit. By the way, like it's fucking Walmart. I love it. <laughs> but uh, uh, I haven't gotten far enough to get that yet. But I, I, I'd say like just as we're playing the game, we're all enjoying it. It's awesome, right? Great yes. game. Uh, yeah. I'll be streaming it on my Twitch channel. I tried to do it on Lost Nightmares, but because of that one area where I kept on dying, I'm like, this is fucking shitty content that I'm gonna be putting on this channel. And especially when me and Zach are like the experts of Resident Evil, and I don't want to look like a chump, so I'm just gonna be I'm, straight. I've died a bunch too. Full disclosure: this game's just harder than the old one. Yeah, I was gonna stream, but the same thing. Like I died so many times at the beginning. I was like, I don't want people to see this. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't like streaming a game the first time you play it because that's always like the most awkward, dumb fuck. Way I think you that's what I'm gonna do. I, I think I'm gonna play it off stream because everybody and their fucking mother is playing it, and I'm not yeah. gonna get any traction. I just like it- I like to have that footage if I ever need it. There's been a few games. Silent Hill Two was one of them. I recorded but did not stream. Mm-hmm. Just you never know. Well, OBS, you could always hit the remake. This dumb shit happened. Honestly, I wish I had been recording because I realized um, everyone's experiences are slightly different. Because I was like a cow trampled me. Game of the year, lol. Um, <laughs> and then Zach said, "Yeah, and the cow was on fire." And I was like, "What's he talking about? It wasn't on fire." Yeah, I realized later that cow in the beginning, you know, the the lantern can get shot down, and the fire will cause the cow to run out. That didn't happen to me. It happened to me in the next area where there's like the two cows <laughs> yeah. and the pigs running around because I was sneaking around, stealth killing a bunch of people. And then I was like, "Okay, I gotta shoot some blue medallions or something." And then that jerk shows up with like the big cow helmet and the massive hammer. And I ran around the cow, and he swung the hammer, and then the cow trampled me. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" I yeah, was I, trying to be nice. <laughs> I, I like the evade button, by the way, where he fucking Leon does like fucking backflip. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> this is fucking cool. I love it." Yeah, it's sweet. Comes in handy. But yeah, yeah it didn't work out too well for me because it. I threw a hand grenade with the whole intent of doing that, but then the evade button came up, and I was like, "I'll do that." And then mid like flip of that, the grenade goes off and just fucks everything up. We all we all fell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna play it offline and record it, and because I don't know, I'm self conscious on that. But anyway, um, that's the only game I played. I I was gonna set up uh, the whole universe mode for Chaz and and Zach because I've been messing uh, with the all the universe mode shit for the the GM stuff that I'm 
home brewing at the moment. Uh, but as far as TV wise, uh, since we're on Couch Entertainments, I watch the Arc, um, the recent episode. Yeah, <laughs> that is just it, it, what a review. Go watch the go watch the video. But fucking Picard, though, um, it was the Jordy LaForge episode uh, where they go to a base where they decommission all the ships of the enterprise uh of uh starfleet and there was the old enterprise the kirk enterprise there there was the voyager ship they had the fucking klingon fucking uh ship from uh when they were on the planet with the whales and shit um yeah and then they also went uh they did a mission where they sent riker wharf and uh one of the new characters, Raffi, onto a Section 31 uh, special ops Starfleet station. A bunch of fan service kind of stuff. A lot of fan service. Moriarty was there, if you remember that uh, episode what? that we... Yeah. <laughs> All right, now I really want to watch it. What the yeah, fuck? <laughs> that episode that we watched for uh, Big Trouble Little Podcast, uh, get a call back from that, the Genesis project was there there was a body of kirk apparently kirk body is still there that means he can come back to life at any time i guess uh and then they had the trills there and uh data's back for the third time and i don't know how i feel about that brent spiner wanted to be involved it's like and they even like write it in there picard is like I don't know how I feel about this. I've seen him die twice. I don't know if I could take this anymore. So yeah, <laughs> it's one of the weakest episodes so far out of the bunch, just because there's so much member berries and all that stuff. But it's still a good episode. Um, and just for news wise, apparently because Picard is doing so good, Terry Metalis, who's the showrunner for season three. Might be getting a show called Stargate, Star, Stargate, Jesus, Star Trek Legacy, um, which could involve one of the new characters, Shaw. But they're also thinking about doing like an anthology thing where it's a season full of different episodes of different journeys from different crews. So that's interesting. I wouldn't mind an anthology of Star Trek. But uh, yeah, that's that's all for me. Andy, what about you? Um. I'll keep it short, probably. Uh, did I talk about Metal Gear Solid last week? I can't remember. I played Metal Gear Solid. It's uh, it's good. Um, the Wii U and 3DS eShops were murdered this week, so I had to download a bunch of games. I like kind of played a couple of them, but honestly, most of the time, I was just like leaving stuff up to download it. I, just, uh, I, I, I was making a bunch of notes. I downloaded Attack of the Friday Monsters, Mega Man Legacy Collection, Phoenix Wright Dual Destiny, Pushmo, Liberty, uh, Liberation Maiden, Devil's Third, Pushmo World, Newtopia, Newtopia 2, Ogre Battle 64. Um, I played uh, some Pushmo. That game's fantastic, but uh, it, I guess it's gone now. I can't believe they haven't ported it to the Switch. They made four of them i think i don't remember four four or five three of them the push game it's just like a little puzzle game and it's really well made it's made by intelligent systems mm. and um i don't know it's just like a really finely crafted puzzle game it's really perfect on the 3ds and they put it on the wii u as well and it's it's good there as well but uh, it feels handheldy uh, something about it um what else uh other than that i didn't play or 
do I mean I played a ton of Resident Evil, obviously. That's that's my new project game. I'm playing Resident Evil. And uh, I tried to watch um what's the second Riddick movie? Chronicles of Riddick. Wow, yeah. That's that's weird. My dad's watching all the Riddick movies. I, I'd never seen it before. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to see this. And I was enjoying it, but I fell asleep. I, it wasn't the movie's fault. I just fell asleep because I was tired. So I gotta get back to watching that. But I was I was I was into it. <laughs> that's all that's it i resident evil has been most of my free time yeah, and uh i popped in on one of your metal gear solid streams it was uh it i there were some things i forgot in like that beginning part of the menu where you get to watch all the videos of the colonel talking to snake i figured i would need all that footage so like the first half an hour is just watching all the briefing vhs's I recorded all of attract mode and then I beat all 10 of the VR missions just in case we needed it for some reason. But like I say that like, Oh, it was such a chore to play one of my favorite games of all time. No, it Hmm. was a great time. And, uh, I also um, meticulously entered and exited the vent four consecutive times to get the, the secret version of Meryl doing exercises. So we have that footage too. Nice. (laughs) For science. For science, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Just a couple video games, mostly Resident Evil. And honestly, the movie we watched this week was three hours long. Come on, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chaz, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I know you played Resident Evil, but was there anything else? Oh, yeah, I did a ton of stuff. Uh, so, let's start with Pokemon cards. It's an easy thing to, to scratch off. Uh, the newest set, Scarlet Violet, is coming out on Friday. Uh, and pre-releases are happening. So I went to a pre-release event. Um, actually, I did a huge like daddy-daughter day. Uh, Evie and I like did a bunch of stuff. We played some video games, which I'll get to in a second, went to a little event, and then we played in pre-release. And in the very first pack, I opened this. That is Alt-Art Gardevoire. Uh, oh, waifu Pokemon. Yeah, which uh, which is really cool because they're doing like a, a the little trainer art series again in the gallery arts. And... They're doing a. They did a gallery for each of its evolutions, and it's like the little girl got the Ralts, and then she's like a little older, and she has a curly, and now she's like an older lady, and the Gardevoir's still with her. It's like a really cute, family friendly type of thing. Um, it's also the second most expensive card in the entire set, so I was pretty happy about that. Uh, so it was definitely worth my pre-release, and I also got to kick some butt. I got to actually play Pokemon, which was fun. So. Uh, I won the first two rounds and then uh, my third round opponent and I drew because my daughter was uh, ready to leave. She had watched enough Bluey on my, my phone. (laughs) So that was that, but it was fine. And I got a couple more packs, opened a bunch of crap, but uh, that was was worth it. Um, Since we're talking about her, uh, she and I played and beat Sonic 2. Fuck you. So yeah. yeah, So we've, we've got the first achievement there. Uh, Yeah. She kept Beating, yeah, we beat beating it. that she, game is hard for an adult. Yeah, so we beat it together. She's playing as Invincible Tales, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, she. Uh, we got to the part where, like, the infamous part where you have to face Metal Sonic and then fight Robotnik in the the space thing after. And she's like, "That guy's fat and mean. Why is he? Why won't he leave us alone?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the whole plot of those games for like four games. Very basically, that's fat guy. He's just really mean to the animals. Uh, but we did that. We played some Marvel versus Capcom too because she loves Spider-Man, so we did that. And then we met the Paw Patrol at a children's museum. That's where a really awkward thing happened, which I'll I'll tell (laughs) off off screen. We'll talk about that later. Um, 
other things. We watched Wreck-It Ralph, which I think I talked about the sequel. It's funny. I watched the sequel with them, but she wanted to watch the first one again. I hadn't watched it with them yet, but we watched it. I really like the first one more than the second. I think the first one's pretty funny. The first one's better. It just has a lot more, like, tie-ins and references to stuff, which is good. Uh, It's just, like, nonsensical stuff. Like, I think the dumbest thing, but it's so funny, is, like, the candy-based stuff. And there's, like, the Oreos that, like, Oreo. Like, it's just, like, stupid, but it's a it's a fun little movie to watch. Uh, we enjoy it. Um, I played like all of like 15 more minutes of Metroid prime. It's funny. I like play, like basically I take a shit and I'm playing like 15 minutes and then I stop and I never come back to it because something else happens. Um, I've played a fair amount of overwatch too. Uh, I've just been enjoying the playing that game. I had a group of friends we play with, but I've been playing solo too. Um, and I've, I've been racking up quite a few of the, uh, the, the good games and play of the games that I've kept recorded. I had an entire like flank team kill with Reaper where I get to do like the cool thing that looks real, really neat on the line where I just jump in and go die, die, die. I spin in a circle and everyone just dies and we move on and I look like I'm a badass and it's because I was sneaky. So, <laughs> uh, uh, I've been watching Boruto. Duh. Uh, the big, I'm not done the, with it still. No, I'm like 100 ep- I think I'm on 102 or something like that. I apparently guess more that show than I thought. Well, apparently in, in uh, at least the sub, they are on episode 292. It just recently came out and people are like, this is the greatest episode of all time, of all anime. And people are pissed. Like the DBZ fans are on Reddit going, how dare you compare it? It's nothing like that. And I mean, I'm in, <laughs> what I'm watching right now is kind of filler anyway, but like the story's fine. I'm just watching it. But uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, the thing I saved for last was I started The Last of Us. More mm. impressively, I managed to convince my wife to watch it. Oh, the TV uh. show. Oh, sorry. I should have clarified that with the show. So, um, I, which I've played the first game. I uh, plan on playing the second. I I may go back and play the first one again. I, I don't know yet. Um, but we're watching the show. Um I'm going to save any comments I have about it more. Just wait until I finish the actual season. Yeah, Um, it's it's better to do that because, like, when you're watching each episode, you're just like, oh, they got from point A to point B. Yay. All right. I get it. I think that's one of those things, too. This is a very, like, at least what I've watched so far because we've only spent, like, I think we watched the first two episodes back to back, and then we watched episode three. Um, and we got like 10 minutes into episode four and then had to like call it quits because Evie like woke up and freaked out or something. So, but what I've noticed, it is a very bingeable show. Like it is very appropriate for being able to just binge and watch because of like how each thing happens. But, mm. um, but yes, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll reserve any opinion I have for now until the end, but I'm, I'm currently on that journey. What episode That's, are you on? Uh, again, I'm, I'm like, I got like 10% of the way through the, uh, episode four. Okay. Yeah. Well, episode four was fine. It was like after uh, they started doing shit. I was like, oh, this, this is cool. They started yeah. Doing I have. Yeah. I mean, I've watched. I've watched three episodes. I have. And I'm going to sound really dumb, which part of this is my meds. I don't have to explain it or excuse it. So I, I'm not afraid of or ashamed of, of my, my emotions. But I, I definitely cried during two of the three episodes so far. But again, I'm more of that's just depending on the mood or whatever. But again, playing the the game, the and it's one the, it's totally one of those like if you're a parent, it hits you different or whatever bullshit, you know that that whole thing. But the I played the original game, the the 
first episode hits pretty hard. Oh yeah, Sarah, but again, it's Sarah to. always does that. Uh, yeah, like, it's supposed to. Yeah. I know you said so. you you're gonna hold off on your opinion, but the whole Sarah thing, like, what's great about the video game and the TV show is that they spend time milking that you're just like in the video game you're just like why am i walking as a child i thought i was this old dude and shit uh-huh oh then, yeah it hurt. it's rough and then it's rough when it actually happens and in the show you're learning the chemistry between joel and sarah and, and how they're like their their humor and stuff and then it hits the same way again and just the way that was shot like how they're you know in the car and they're like oh why don't we get those people and you're like no we can't fucking take them and mm-hmm. it, it's it's great but like I'll wait until you finish it and stuff. I'll the last thing I'll say is Ashley Johnson, who was the voice actress for Ellie, I believe does a better job delivering the lines than Bella Ramsey, but that's just me being biased on that. Uh well this is an HBO show. They just yell fuck a lot. That's just mm. that's just an HBO show. That just comes with anything that it's on HBO. That's oh, you're gonna say fuck a lot, but it's just Oh sure, but it feels it feels more better. It feels more like it has that peppered in, like, oh, we can use this on HBO because we're HBO, so we're just going to pepper in uh, an F word. It's, it's a sentence enhancer, as SpongeBob would say. And Troy Baker <laughs> is a better voice actor than an actor, by the way. And Ashley Johnson's also in it, and she's a she's both a good a- a voice actor and an actress in the in the in the show. So I was like, ah, oh, cool. But Troy Baker, bad, bad actor in IRL, in my womp, opinion. Womp. It's okay. Yep, some of us have a face for radio, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why I have a face for radio. Because... He's fat! <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. Alright, Zach, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, Well, we talked about Resident Evil 4. That's all I'm playing right now, so... There's nothing else to say there. Uh, I watched uh, John Wick 4. Uh, Ooh, this is it good? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I like it just as much as the other ones. Uh, it does seem like it's definitively over now. Oh, no, it's not. There's a five coming if they're talking about it. <laughs> how? After I, I saw this movie, I don't know how the fuck they can. This is the new Fast and the Furious, I'm calling it. There's going to be like ten of them. Well, you'll see, if you ever watch it, you'll see what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really have much else to say because, uh, like, I think I still think the first one is the best one, and I like the other three that or two that came after it and this one, but they kind of just feel like the same to me almost. Like it's just more of that stuff, and it's still good. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, also wanted to shout out. I watched a video from uh, this is YouTube stuff from uh, Avalanche Reviews. Uh, he did a, a new video about modern Resident Evil clones. Yes, I watched uh, that. It was really good. And there was a lot of really good fucking games on there. It looked good indie games that look awesome. I uh, wrote it down. I'm, I I want to <laughs> play them. One of them is like, I swear to God, it was that first one he did. It was like a Dreamcast game. It was like a brand new Dreamcast game. It's like, uh, if you if you ever heard of a game called Deep Fear, imagine that with like the chick from Dino Crisis, and it's like, it was made on the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um same kind of graphics and stuff. And like the biggest takeaway from that video is, is the, the early 3d kind of PS one aesthetic is, is in now everybody's trying to aim for that to the point to where they're trying to like recreate the dithering effect on the, the graphics to some varying degrees of success. 
Uh, I'd say it's better than what everybody tries for like a CRT filter. Uh, that's all over the place. What everybody's interpretation of that is. <laughs> um, but there are two games in that, that video that straight up just look like silent Hill one. Like mm-hmm. the, it's like these people meticulously tried to recreate like that look and they pretty much succeeded and it's awesome. <laughs> but they got to be careful though. Like when you do copy the aesthetic, it has to have a good story. And that's, what's great about silent Hill. Um, well, at least the first three are, uh, like those stories are just fucking good. Uh, but like, if you have a shitty story and it has the aesthetic, I'm like, yeah, it's a great game to play, but I just don't give a shit about the characters. Eh, we'll see. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, just having a game, uh, is enough for me because I was starved for that kind of content for so long. Mm-hmm. So now, I'm a now, story person. Now I'm eating good again. I mean, story's fine, but you know it's not paramount in video games. Uh, let's see. Uh, also, I've been working on getting some color awards. They're pretty much locked. Uh, we're going to do an episode Thursday oh. talking about our end of year oh. awards. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm doing the Undertaker when you said, you know, Christmas and shit, and making. Oh. Uh, Yokozuna's fucking casket as small as possible. He's trying to be economical with like his material use. But uh, that's pretty much all I've done. Do we have any news? I know Andy brought up that uh, the store and Nintendo shop is dead. That yeah. was news last week. Now it's nothing. Too late. Rip. Yeah, you, you done goofed. I guess um today they rescinded one small detail of it. They hadn't mentioned that, and I feel like people should have assumed this, but people are stupid. They rescind, uh, download codes don't work anymore because the shop closed. Why the hell would they? But a bunch of people were like, well, you didn't say that. So they turned it back on until April 3rd. So if you have a download code, like... You know, just just look at all your cases for your Wii U games and your 3DS and make sure that it wasn't like, oh, it comes with the DLC code. If you have a code like that, uh, you have till April 3rd to redeem that. So they they turned that just that back on. So I don't know. Maybe uh, that'll help someone. Mm-hmm. Sega announced they're not going to E3 along with somebody oh, else. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Ubisoft, I think. Ubisoft also said the same thing. Guys, uh, in the comments section on Couch oh, Entertainment. Oh, ten cent, ten cents not going to. Yeah, F's in, F's in the comments for E3. Everybody do a salute. Bye. It's. I think it's finally dead. If they still do E3 with nobody there, who the fuck are they there for? I mean, it's gonna be a bunch of like people selling gamer chairs, and <laughs> that that'll be it. Like, uh... you, you yeah. don't remember those gel things for the fucking joysticks? Those type of people. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just gonna be just any old convention, right? Yeah. Be, Damn. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, and I guess one news I could bring up: apparently, Randy Quaid, uh, you know the guy from Independence Day, who's like, "I'm back," and goes, "Cousin and, Eddie." Yeah, he's a crazy yeah. person. Apparently, yeah. he's never been invited to a Comic Con, but he is going to one soon. So, if you want to see his crazy face, go see Randy Quaid. Where? Hey, I don't know. On Twitter, he's like, I'm going to Comic-Con. I'm like, okay, where? I was under the impression he could not enter the United States. Uh, apparently, yeah, he, he Yeah, he's got a he's got a, a few things there. <laughs> he's got Canadian a history. Comic-Con, eh? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It must be in, like, Vancouver or Toronto or some shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, 
Uh, Zach, just repeat the movie that we're going to be talking about next week because I always butcher shit. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. There you go. Make sure you watch that and then come back here and we will discuss it. Uh, Also, make sure you hit that like button. And if you're new, hit the subscribe button. I'm on twitch.tv slash joedub35, but I'm going to be playing some games. I actually made, I didn't made, but uh, I bought Streamlabs uh, OBS, their like subscription plan, and they give you like a lot of tools and overlays and shit. So I have some overlay that I'm going to be using. So if you see me stream, I will be using that. But until next time, guys, we will see you next Tuesday. Peace. Thanks for listening. I have a question for God. Why?